Hi, this is Anna, and this is Check It at the Round Table, where we discuss movies, books, music, and stuff. Today we are discussing Brene Brown's Rising Strong. I finished this book here on on New Year's Eve this last year, 2021, December 31. I have been trying to finish this book for literally about three years, but have been kind of thwarted just because life happened, didn't get it done, da 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 I actually came into contact with Brene Brown's work because of her amazing TED Talk on vulnerability. After that, my family tried to do a round robin of her book, Rising Strong, but life happened, didn't get it done as a round robin, didn't want to, you know, make others feel bad because they I was reading it, they weren't, so didn't continue to read it. And, you know, this year I was like, 2020 was difficult. 2020 required extreme courage, extreme vulnerability on many different levels. And you know what? The payoffs have been immense, but to say it was easy would be totally wrong. And I thought, you know, this is a good time for me to read Brene Brown's Rising Strong so that I can figure out if there's something else I need to learn before 2020 is over. And you know, I really really did like Brene Brown's book. Brene Brown grew up in Texas, which, I mean, not that the Midwest is like Texas, because that would be a total misnomer, but the stories of Brene Brown's childhood and my childhood um, are families where, you know, we weren't in a family, either one of us, that were conducive to vulnerability. It was like you stuff your emotions and you don't talk about it. And that's how you live your life. I mean, that was pretty much everyone in my family. Now, some of my family was a little less that way, but they were more of the kind that we won't stuff our emotions, but you have to because, you know, there you go. And so that's kind of the households Brene grew up in. That's kind of the household I grew up in. Um, it's kind of interesting because we are not around the same age at all, but we had the same backgrounds. I mean, pretty much, I mean, across the board, exactly similar. Um, it reminds me of when I'm watching The Young Sheldon, which is based on um, the character of Sheldon Lee Cooper's childhood in Texas. When I watch that show, it's like me walking back into my childhood. I mean, frequently so. Even the interiors, the um, items that were in the house. I mean, it's like crazy, crazy. And you know, in some ways it's a comfort. In other ways, it's like, oh my, you know, that was really how it was like in the nineties in the Midwest. And you know, that was good. That was bad. There was a lot of bad to it. I will be completely honest, you know, but the thing that I think Renee Brown really brings out is it's about being wholehearted. And you know, that's really something that's easier said than done. And it's easy to sit there and go, I'm going to be wholehearted when everything's going really, really well. But it's another thing to sit there after, you know, 2020's hit and life has gone in many different directions that you weren't planning on. And things have changed in ways that, you know, you weren't seeing coming. And to still say, I'm going to live wholehearted. And you know, every time that you do that, I think that what happens is, for me at least, whenever the troubles have come this year, and there have been a lot of troubles, and I would like to say, you know, I was responsible for some of them, because then I would not feel so bad about it. But it's like some of these I'm going, I really didn't have anything to do with them. It's just something happened in my family. We had crisis. We had to deal with it. And 
you know, some of it was related to COVID-19, but some of it just wasn't. And it was like, how do you deal with this? How do you pivot in the midst of all this stuff that, you know, you might not have any control over it happening, but you do have control over your reaction. And, you know, that's when it's really hard to live wholehearted. And that's when it's really hard to be vulnerable because you want the walls to go up. You want to, you know, be protected both for you, both for those you care about, past, present, and future. I mean, that might just be the din mom in me, but that's how I am. It's like I sit in life and I go, how is this going to affect me? How is this going to affect the people I love and care about now? And how is this going to affect the people I love and care about in the future? And that's how I make my decisions in my life. I mean, it's really that simple. And for me this year, it was like, you have to be vulnerable, even when it hurts. You have to be wholehearted, especially when it's really hard to be wholehearted. Especially when, you know, you want to be upset about something or you want to be mad about the unfairness of the world in general. It really doesn't pay. You have to still be wholehearted. And at the end of the day, I can honestly say what Brene Brown wrote in her book is exactly what I needed to hear. It's not that it led me to any more massive life changes than I've already had, but it really helps solidify that, yeah, it's been tough, but have has the decisions I've made and my reactions to issues this year been the right decisions? Totally. Unequivocally, without a doubt, yes, hands down. And, you know, Brene Brown really helped me with that because this year I was like, you know, you do the next thing. You do the next thing to the best of your ability. And the thing I think Brene brings out in her book is every time that you do step out, every time that you are wholehearted, every time that you have the courage to be vulnerable, oftentimes there is a courage that just suddenly magically appears. It's like this weird little phoenix that rises and you're going, where did that come from? I mean, I think the only things I can really liken it to is Sometimes when you have loss in your life, um, for me, it was my great grandfather when I was a kid, you know, you grieve that loss in pieces. It's like you don't grieve it all at once. And you might think from, you know, days, weeks, months, years, you're fine. And then suddenly there's this moment that comes back and my goodness, you're back at, you know, being five and at the funeral. And it's like, kind of like that feeling. It's like you're not expecting the courage to come. You're not expecting the courage to be there. You're not expecting, you know, any of those things. But what happens is it just is there. It's just present when you need it. And I think that every time we're vulnerable, every time we're honest, it really does change our lives. And, you know, for me, the thing that I can see after, you know, living, you know, a little more vulnerable than normal. And this is really hard for me personally because I'm an HFA. I mean, I'm a very high-functioning autistic person, but I am still an autistic person. And it would be so much easier for me personally to simply not be vulnerable, simply not be open-hearted, and to blame that on my HFA. Say, so, you know, because I'm HFA, I'm not going to be wholehearted. Because I'm HFA... I'm not going to be vulnerable because that would be so much easier given my disposition, but that wouldn't be the right thing to do. And, you know, even if you crash and burn, it's still better to be vulnerable and it's still better to be open hearted than it is to not be. And I think that's what Brene really brings out in her book. It's like, if you're vulnerable, you're going to have hard falls. 
If you're open-hearted, you're going to get your heart broken occasionally, or sometimes quite often, depending. But does that mean that you should stop doing either of those things? Not at all. It just means that every time that you have It's like when you're learning to walk and you fall down a few times. It's just natural. It's just what happens. It's not right. It's not wrong. It's simply the way life is. And you know, that's what I think her book is good for. I really like her style of writing. I like how she also is totally admitting that, you know, she screws up a lot of the time and you know that humanity to her I think is kind of one of the reasons I like her work and you know even the stories of like when she sat there and was upset because someone sent her an email telling her that she wasn't qualified because she mispronounced someone's name you know her little tirade that she wrote out and spent time you know typing and formulating and never sent by the way that so is human. That so is like what most of us would do when we would get an email like that. Except some of us, you know, we would send the send button. And I'm like, you know, and does that mean that sending the send button is wrong? Probably so. Yeah. Most probably. Yeah, it would be wrong. But would it be human? Yeah, totally. Totally human. But the thing is, is the people who do send those emails out that just can, you know, drive us up a wall or, you know, do do things like that. The thing is, is if they were in a good place, they wouldn't be sending those emails. If they were comfortable with who they were as a person, they wouldn't be having the trouble and trying to pull other people down. I mean, for people who are critical in this planet, they're probably needing the most criticism that they have is actually toward themselves, even if they don't realize it. Because if they were comfortable with who they were, they wouldn't have to pick at other people. And so that's I mean, I just really enjoyed this book. I thought it really was good to read during 2020 because of everything that's happened. And, you know, even if, you know, it hasn't happened in the way, like, for me, it's like, it hasn't just been COVID. It's been like a litany of things. But at the end of the day, the main thing is I'm grateful. I'm grateful for what I've learned this year. I'm grateful, you know, even for the bad stuff that has happened. I'm not grateful for the bad stuff, but I'm grateful that, you know, I got through it, my family got through it, you know, we all have our health, everything is going to be okay in the end, or if it's not okay, it's not the end, and you know, at the end of the day, really, just being grateful, living honestly, and doing what you can to make the world a better place in your small spheres, is really what it's all about. The other thing that I think Brene really brought home, and I think this is something that's really good in relationships, is how she talked about, you know, being able to have the courage to step up to somebody and go, I was writing this story in my head when you said X. And basically what that means is if you're with someone, whether it's a work colleague, whether it's, you know, a relationship colleague, a friend, a spouse, a a sibling, a cousin, whatever, um... And you're talking to them and then suddenly they say something and you start going into absolute panic mode because you're going, did they mean this to be mean? Did they mean this to be cruel? Did they mean this, you know, in a hidden way that I don't get? Stopping right there and looking at that person saying, excuse me, can we pause the conversation for just a moment? When you told me X, I was making up this story in my head about what you meant by telling me X. 
And having the courage to do that, and then, you know, nine times out of 10, it will not be at all what the story you wrote in your head is. It will simply be a big misunderstanding that you have avoided months, days, weeks, years of your life with misconceptions because you had the courage to set up and go, excuse me, did you mean X by this? Or were you just talking about, you know, something else? And that is something that I can honestly say I've never heard anyone talk about except Brene Brown. But having that little pause and having the ability in relationships to sit there and go, excuse me, are you saying X? This is the story I'm writing in my head right now, but I need to know, is this the story that you're really telling me right now? And that would take a great deal of courage, but is it always worth it to be courageous in this kind of situation? Totally. I mean, I've never really done the, this is the story in my head thing before, but I have had those difficult conversations this year where there were a couple times where it was like, I sit down with, you know, either a work colleague or a family member or whatever friend and said, I'm not exactly sure what this is about, but can we maybe clarify on this? Because I'm a little confused. And, you know, when I did have the courage to do that, and I will admit for me, it took about a month to two weeks to a month per person. It was like, it didn't mean that at all. It didn't mean anything that I had supposed. It's just because, you know, most of us love to avoid conflict and then we end up avoiding our lives sometimes. And, you know, conflict's a natural part of life. But a lot of times what we perceive as a possible conflict isn't a conflict at all. And I think having the courage to sit there and go, this is the story I'm writing in my head. Is this the story that you're really writing too? And Brené Brown's book really helped me with that and helped me think about, you know, Again, I didn't really do any massive life changes because of her book, but it really did solidify that the actions this year that I had to take as reactions to certain things were totally, absolutely, unequivocally the right decision. Now, does that mean that it was an easy decision? Does that mean that it hasn't, you know, had its own set of fallout because, you know, X, Y, or Z? No, it doesn't mean that at all. And just a moment, I forgot to turn off an alarm. <laughs> but anyway, it simply means that with each decision, it gets a little easier. I mean, it's like, it's like when you start to ride a bike, and it's not the easiest thing to ride a bike, and it's sometimes not the easiest thing when you try to relearn to ride a bike after having not ridden a bike for a very long time. But eventually, you get the hang of it, and then you sit there and go, this isn't hard at all. I don't know why I was so troubled by this, or why I thought this was so tricky. And it's kind of the same way with Brene Brown's book, Invulnerability. I think her book really brings out that it's okay to be vulnerable. It's okay to be open-hearted and wholehearted. And, you know, if that means that you fall and scrape your knees a bit during the whole process, yeah, that can happen. Yeah, does that mean that everyone's going to do the same? Not at all. Some people are going to decide to live half-hearted. Some people are deciding to you know, wall themselves up and never be vulnerable. And you know what? I don't even blame those people because being vulnerable takes a great deal of courage. And it is a frightening thing sometimes to sit there and 
realize that you need to be vulnerable and what that could mean. And you know, it's frightening because we don't know what it's going to lead to. I can honestly say for me, being vulnerable has led to some absolutely amazing journeys for me this year. I mean, if I hadn't been vulnerable, I really don't want to think about what this year could have been like. And because I was vulnerable, because I looked at the world and said, you know, I'm going to be wholehearted despite the troubles that have happened because of COVID, because of, you know, just different issues, I wouldn't have gotten to where I am today. And I would not have nearly as much to be grateful for if I hadn't have stepped out when I might have wanted to step back. And I think that's what life is about. It's about realizing what you do really need to do in life and then going ahead and doing it. And, you know, for some of us, it's a little easy. I mean, we know what we need to do. We know where we need to go. We know what we need to be. For others, it's like it's a day-by-day journey. It's not something that's easy to plot out. It's something that changes. And, you know, for me, it's like I know where I want to be this next year. I know where I need to be the following year. Now, does that mean that it's not going to have shifts? Does that mean it's not going to change and morph? You know, as different things happen, as I live more wholeheartedly, as I am more vulnerable, you know, things can change simply because of all that that can bring into your life. But for the most part, I think I know I know where I'm pretty much going. Now, if it changed and I end up, you know, clear somewhere else, then I think I'm just going to look back and laugh and go, well, that's where I thought it was supposed to go, but apparently I was supposed to be here instead. And that's part of the journey too, realizing, you know, what it is. And then realizing that, you know, at the end of the day, it's really about the people you care about and who you want to be yourself as a person. And that is my review of Brene Brown's Rising Strong. I really cannot recommend this book highly enough. I am going to also read her other book on vulnerability, which I cannot think of the name of right now. I do apologize. But anyway, I will leave a review for that as well. It's just, it's a pretty quick read. I think it's like, I listened to an eight disc set on it or a seven disc set on it um, throughout my work week during slower periods. And it really was good in bite-sized pieces. You could even listen to it like if you're driving in the car. I'd pop it in the car when my kids were in the car with me so that we could all listen to it together. Um, There's nothing in this that you couldn't listen to with children Um, It's not that kind of a book, which also I really, really appreciated. And I would give this a 10 and a half if I could out of 10. Now, I do think there were some sections regarding um, Brene and her husband, which, you know, are totally human sections. And I'm really glad she included them because they are the way that humans interact sometimes in a marriage relationship. I personally didn't like listening to that because of what I came from with my parents always fighting that way and also realizing you know at the end of the day for me it's like I would walk away from a fight before I would start you know talking about someone that way simply because I spent years months days of my life you know hearing people talk like that to one another and for me I'm like you know I'm number one not married so again you know, just gonna say that. But number two, I'm like, even if I was, and I was really upset with that other person, I probably wouldn't behave in that way, simply because I would want them to know that I really valued them, and didn't, you know, take them for granted. And I would also sit there and go, you know, if they're not acting this way, if they're acting in a way that I think might be being unkind, 
I'd probably sit there and go, why are they acting this way? And I'd probably ask them instead of, you know, completely losing it and flying off the handle, which is totally understandable. I believe first to admit, I'd probably sit there and go, why are they doing this? And I'd probably, probably after, you know, I don't know, there'd be a delay because again, I do not like conflict. I'd probably sit there and go, this is the story I'm making up in my head, but what is the story of what's really going on? And again, it's just because Anna really does not like conflict. And I don't like, you know, reading about people that are having marital conflict and kind of berating each other and treating each other poorly because of that. Because I figure even if you're in disagreement with someone, you really don't need to be berating their personhood about it. I mean, now if there's a character problem, then definitely address the character problem. But if you're just berating them because of their personhood or because you're mad because they're avoiding you or whatever, I'd be sitting there going, why are they avoiding you? Why are they, you know, doing that? But, you know, again, I think what happens is people get familiar with one another and then it's not that they don't value each other, but it's like we have to take a step back and realize how precious those people are to us. And I think that Brene and her husband really did realize that as the story progresses, that they did end up, you know, taking that step back, realizing what they needed to value in one another. And that is what really helped them as they move forward with their relationship so that they didn't have those little battles that they talk about in the early part of this book. And that is my review of Brene Brown's Rising Strong. Check it at the round table. Bye.